0: This is part four of a call to action. Uh, Part one is about the kingdom of God and what we know according to scripture, what scripture describes as the kingdom of God, and what we can expect. And that comes after we transition from this life into immortal beings and what we can expect to experience in the kingdom of God. And then part two is knowing how we can be in eternity with God because um, we need to know Jesus, accept Jesus, accept God's commands and uh, prepare ourselves so that we are ready when Jesus returns or when it's time for us to make that transition from mortal beings into immortal beings. Um, We need to know Jesus, we need to trust in Jesus and um, accept that he made it possible for us to be in eternity with God. So that's part two. Part three is about preparing and sharing with others and using the gifts of the spirit that God freely gives when we've prepared ourselves to receive them and ask God for the gifts of the spirit. So that's part three. Part four is about um, the times that we're in, and also, um, well, the times that I think many Christians feel that we are in. Um, I certainly do. We can't we can't really know at what stage we are. I mean, I guess truthfully speaking, ever since Jesus died on the cross and ascended and after that ascended into heaven, we've been in the end times or the world has been in the end times. But um, right now I do feel like we are in the end times and that's the reason for my urgency because I just, I guess, uh, figured this out or learned about a lot of this uh, or realized a lot of this um, over the last two years. And um, it, there's a feeling of urgency in this. So anyway, don't want to dwell on that too long. But I want to talk about what is in the Bible, what Jesus said to Matthew, when, and actually to his other disciples as well, about the end times, signs of the end times, so that you, if you're not familiar with it, you kind of know what's, what's talked about. And so I'm just going to read scripture, and I might um, make a few comments as we go along, but it's in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and I suggest that you look at it maybe after this podcast and read it for yourself and, and contemplate on it and pray about it and ask God for wisdom, revelation, understanding, all of that, and God will provide that. So I'm just going to read it to you to start. This is the destruction of the temple and the signs of the end times, chapter 24 of Matthew. And Matthew, uh, if you haven't listened to the other podcast, he was one of the original disciples, one of the original followers of Jesus, one of his buddies. So you're hearing this um, talked about directly from one of Jesus's closest buddies. So Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call attention to its buildings. Do you see all of these things, he asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these things are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray each other and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place The abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But, for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time, So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible, even in the west, so will be the coming of the son of man, wherever there is a carcass there, the vultures will gather immediately. After the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you will know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came, and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into so you must be ready because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him who then is is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time It will be good that the servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is staying away a long time. And then he begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour he is not aware of he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth that's pretty that's the end of it um that's matthew 24 but that gives the whole picture of everything that's going to happen it gives signs of things and the reason why, I mean, I guess we've seen all these things throughout history. But the thing is, they, they appear to be happening with more frequency. Um, you know, we obviously right now, wars and rumors of wars and nations against nations. And right now we have threats of famines. Um, we certainly have earthquakes and they are increasing. You can look at, I've, I've looked it up before to see the seismic activity since it's been first recorded and you can see that there is a a graph that you know it's going up 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 as far as the number of earthquakes that we're having so all of that's the beginning of the birth pains that's what they call them and um, what's called what jesus called it in the bible so it's all the beginning this isn't the end but it is leading up to the end And it's something that I think we all need to be aware of. Like, don't blow this stuff off because there are signs right now that are happening that are talked about in the Bible that we need to start taking this seriously and you need to get yourself prepared and anybody you care about needs to get prepared and you don't have anything to worry about because once you trust God... And you have a relationship with God, you know, you're reading scripture and you're praying to God and you're getting to know God through scripture, um, God takes care of his people. So you don't have to worry. It's the people who um, <clears throat> are not on good terms with God that do have something to, to worry about. But the, the other thing is that we can already see it right now. Like, I see Christians being. They're physically persecuted in some parts of the world, and then in other parts of the world, Christians are seemingly being silenced. Um, There's been a trend over the last couple of years that has increased, and I've noticed it. I think a lot of other people have noticed it, not think I know a lot of other people have noticed it, and um, it's being talked about. So, and and it does seem like we're in a time right now, you know, when it says because of the increase of wickedness, there's things that are happening now that are being called good when they used to be called evil. And evil things are being called good. I mean, like everything's getting mixed up, like the opposite of what has been historically. And it's kind of shocking to, I would say, probably more of the conservative people are kind of shocking because everything that they had been taught, it's the reverse right now, the world is shifting. And so what is what was considered wicked is now considered mainstream. And that's happening. And anyway, so I mean, it gives you these signs. And then it talks about um, the book of Daniel. That's another one. I've that's worth reading To I mean, everything's worth reading, but in relation to this, Jesus even mentioned, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, uh, it would be good to read the book of Daniel. But just in summary, this, um, the next thing that really everyone should be looking out for is when This is what he specifically said. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel. This is the next significant thing. The uh, person in the book of Daniel is on the holy ground and claims to be God and wants everyone to worship him. It is also known as this person is the Antichrist and um, it, you know, has to do with the, there's like some image that's referenced and he will cause all the people to worship the image and the image will speak and, you know, who knows this could be all like symbolic things but somebody is going to claim to be God and going to be on the holy land and this person is going to uh, deceive people through lots of miracles and wonders. They're gonna have some special powers, but they're gonna actually be powered by Satan. And that's what the Bible tells us. And this this the people of the world who are not familiar with scripture in the Bible are gonna think this person's a really good person. And they are they are going to follow this person. But Jesus warned everybody way back, you know, thousands of years ago, he warned his followers and anyone who reads the gospel will be aware of this. But it even says in here that these wonders and these things that are going to be performed by this individual who claims to be God are going to be so strong and so fascinating that even the people that believe in Jesus will be deceived. The elect are the people that you know, have a relationship and know God. Even them will be de- will could possibly be deceived. That's how good this deception is going to be. So that's something that everyone needs to just watch for. And it's going to be something that I think it's going to be um, well known through media. We're gonna we're gonna hear about it. So that's kind of a. The next, when that happens, then um, there. I mean, if you go through the Book of Daniel, there's three and a half years after that happens that Jesus does return. So until that specific event happens, we're not going to know, and we're not going to know the day or the hour. But we will know that it's three and a half years after this this event happens, and that's definitely quantified in the Bible. And any Bible scholar will tell you, yes, that's true. So if we see someone who becomes the Antichrist, becomes known as the Antichrist, three and a half years later, Jesus will be returning. And that's why I feel like there's just a little bit of urgency right now for everybody to get prepared. Um, And then there is, at the time of Jesus' return, there is um angels that go out that gather his elect and from the four winds, which is the north, south, east, and west. So pretty much everywhere across the earth, the people who have prepared themselves. This is like that um in the prior episodes, the podcast where it was about the people that were prepared, those people. When Jesus comes, there is going to be, this is what they call about, they call the rapture. And it's not just mentioned only here, but it's mentioned in 1 Thessalonians, I believe. Um, I don't know the exact verse, but there's, there's lots of different parts in Scripture. And actually, I was looking at some of the um, prophetic books of the Old Testament that even reference the rapture, too. And it gets the name rapture from a Latin word, rapturus, um, that means to be taken up. But, you know, if we just look at Matthew 24, and it's verse 30 and 31, Jesus is going to return on the clouds, and he will have his angels with him, and they will gather the elect. Um... That's, that's what people refer to as the rapture. So the ones that are prepared, the ones that are ready, the angels will gather them before some of these other events that are prophesied will happen. So that's something else to be prepared for. Um, and then the other part is about the day and the hour unknown. So much of the world will reject. They won't even listen to it. If you've listened to this podcast or any of these prior episodes you're so much better prepared than the rest of the world many people won't even listen to this they won't even hear it so they're not going to be prepared and as it says in the bible it's just going to be like when the flood happened and um in noah's time people were just going about their life going out i mean like in our world you know going out partying hanging out doing all their normal stuff and nobody's going to have any clue this is coming about but the true believers, the Christians, are going to see this. They're going to see the signs. They're going to know the times. And if you've heard this, you're going to know if you didn't know this already. Um, but this is something that you need to share with other people that you care about because um, it will happen. There, there are, um, like I said, there are 13 different um, prophets, books in the Old Testament And they all talk about the events that are in Revelation. And Revelation has a lot. So the book of Daniel has a lot about the end times. The entire book of Revelation has a lot of references to the end times and very symbolic. I mean, it takes a while to study those and to understand those. But then after you've read the entire Bible and then you go back into all the books of the prophet There are 13 of them that do talk about this same thing that's in Revelation, and they talk about the signs. I mean, it's just repeated so many times. And these prophets told other prophecies that came true, that happened. They were proved to be true prophets from God that were speaking on behalf of God, that were telling people about events, future events that unfolded but Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, uh, Zephaniah, and Zechariah, and Malachi. So all of those books contain information about things in the future that has not happened yet, but If we look at those signs of the times, we can see a lot of things forming that were talked about. And it's just the rapidness of it happening right now that is a little bit of a concern that it could be sooner than many of us ever thought. And so now is the time to prepare because a lot of this preparation doesn't happen overnight. And there's gonna be a lot of people that maybe don't know if they even want to believe any of this is true. So it's gonna take a while for you to look into it for yourself, to study it, to ask questions, to find other resources, double check it, um, pray about it, and find out if you, know, if you believe these things are happening. Um, one thing is to prepare for the end of time occurring. But the other thing is we don't ever know like when our life will end and so not knowing that i mean that could happen tonight that could happen tomorrow you know we don't know when it's going to happen so not only do we have to think about long term about immortality but we have to just think about like right here and now like what if something happened right now are you prepared are you ready well it could you don't know when it's going to happen strange things happen so, prepare right now don 't push it off um, I guess it if you make known what you want to do to God, I think that 's going to be a good step. I know it takes a while to prepare all that, but if you at least start a conversation with God and just ask God to help you you know turn surrender to god i mean that 's that 's really what it entails, and then it 's a gradual. Perfection along the way, but the one thing that another thing that you should remember is that when Jesus was on the cross, there was a sinner next to him, somebody who did bad things and was being crucified for whatever he had done, and uh, he said to Jesus on the cross, "Please remember me," and he, you know, was basically he was acknowledging that he was a sinner and recognized that Jesus was the Son of God, and and reached out to Jesus on the cross. And Jesus said at that very moment, truly you will be with me in paradise. That was, you know, if that guy didn't have much time to repair. He just saw it right then, and he humbled himself and asked for forgiveness from Jesus. And Jesus granted that. I mean, that's the thing that we are so lucky that God is merciful. It, doesn't matter what our past was if we want to change right now God will erase all of that if it's if we're honest about it we're being true and it's in our heart and we want to be a changed person God'll know that and God'll have mercy so you can't ever feel like you've done too much too bad because that is not what the Bible our scripture tells us God has Lots of mercy that he gives to anyone who asks for it. So you just have to um, read read the Bible, get familiar with it, pray a lot, and get prepared. So I hope this is helpful. If it's helpful for you or if you learned anything from it or if it inspired you to read the Bible, uh, that's really what I encourage anyone who listens to this to do but if you know of anyone else who could benefit from it please share this and once you know all of this it's it's you know God wants you to share this with those people that you love too it's not something that you keep to yourself you need to share with other people and bring them along and um, it's like knowing about this reward that comes with eternity in heaven with God, and then making sure that all the people you care about it get to experience it as well. That's the bottom line, is knowing that you'll be in God's presence and, you know, no more tears, no more mourning, no more sadness, no more pain, just, you know, happiness, joy, being with God. That's the eternal focus that we all should have no matter what season of life we're in it's just think about the big picture eternity and where you want to be make that decision and take action so this is your call to action i hope you have a good rest of the week weekend and something good comes into your life bye Thank you.